for all the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. And welcome everyone to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. Wanna say happy Tuesday to you guys. Hope you had a fantastic and dynamic weekend and hope that this week is getting off on a productive note. And as you guys know, the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by no other than Y R N thirteen twenty eight network. Uh, which means you are being able to listen to a show um, that broadcasts globally, you guys. So, uh, of course, you guys are in store for a special treat. At the beginning of the year, um, I told you guys that we're going to be bringing some new, exciting guests, some people who are going to give you some helpful information, all kind of great things. And so I'm excited, folks. Today uh, we are welcoming Ms. Financial Savvy herself, money strategist uh, Loci Shabazz, and she's going to be joining us, you guys. And we're going to be talking about money. Yes, money. How can we save money? Where to invest our money? Um, and, and oftentimes, when we talk to people when it comes to money. Some people have a good relationship with money and some people like, oh, you know. So today uh, we're going to discuss, you know, where we can uh, find ways to help and save uh, when it comes to our finances um, and all of those great things. So at any time during the broadcast, if you have a question or comment, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139. Or um, if you're on Twitter, you can send me your questions or on Facebook. Uh, you can send me your questions, and I will ask them for you live here on the broadcast. So we're not going to delay any further, you guys. We're going to bring the special guest of the hour on here. Uh, Lois, you there? Yes, I am. Welcome Hi, to the Beautiful Butterfly today? Show. I'm Thank good. You. How are Thank you? Thank you for having me. Pretty good, pretty good. Absolutely. Excited. Absolutely. So for the folks out there um, who may not know who you are, um, tell them a little bit about um, who you are and what you do. Well, I am a dentist, uh, no longer working. I'm retired from dentistry. Uh, I am now. uh, I I sort of retired early um, because of marriage and moving. Okay. And so that allowed me to get uh, full-time into my uh, money business, which I had already right. been doing for years, uh, okay. uh, studying, uh, mm-hmm. investing. I even got a license at one point. Uh, and so uh, I do call myself a money strategist. I'm also a coach, a speaker, and an author. I have uh, the Live Rich, Save Money uh, ebook series on Amazon. Uh, you can mm-hmm. just search uh, that or my name, Lois Center Shabazz, and <clears throat> all of them uh, pertain to different topics. Um, in uh, personal finance, uh, from uh, student loans is one, uh, getting out of debt, saving money, and um, <clears throat> so um, I also, uh, I, my focus is on women, uh, women, okay. business women, uh, coaches, bloggers, Absolutely. authors, homemakers, skilled workers, professionals. Yeah. And um, what I do is I have a mega money management program that teaches women to uh, <clears throat> to manage money like they were a financial guru. Uh, I created okay. what I call the Money Trio, uh, Gorilla Budgeting, Sane Savings, and Investing Insights. Once you get your money, some money, <laughs> you know, some people uh, I was speaking and, and I had some young women come up and I had they they were telling me two things. Uh, I, they either didn't have any money or their husband mm-hmm. manages their money. 
And, right, um, right. So I had to say, well, do you have a job? Well, yeah, right. well, you have some money. Okay, there's a chance you're just, you're just not into gorilla budgeting. And, of right. course, uh, husband managing your money, uh, that shouldn't be. You should be managing it together at minimum. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. <laughs> because uh, then I'd have Absolutely. the older women that would come up to me and say, honey, I am so glad you're doing this program because my husband cheated the crap out of me when we got our divorce. <laughs> Because I just wasn't as involved as I should have been. I thought yeah. I had to be, you yeah. know, so busy with the home and the children. And then, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I ended up losing most mostly everything because I just wasn't as involved as I should have been. Right. So I try right. to get women to understand and uh, get out of the shoe store. Okay. I, I have <laughs> a thing where I tell them, you know, uh, before you come to my talk, I want you to look in your closet and tell me how many shoes you have. We are all guilty of this. <laughs> Okay. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> some, uh, Absolutely. Some women can start their own shoe store and they're still buying <laughs> shoes. Okay. And then you tell me you don't have money to get a filling. Right. And, you know, when I had my dental practice, and that was another thing, I would have the older men who would come and and we'd say, uh, my reception would say, okay, your bill's going to be three thousand, four thousand dollars, and, mm-hmm. and they would even come back and pay the four or five thousand dollars, and I hadn't even started work. And then the, wow. the and they would go no 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 to keep it because I just want to make sure I get my bill paid you know I'm old and so then the women would come up and that were divorced or widowed and I just couldn't understand you know some of the widow women and well mm-hmm. uh, I just don't have very much money you know so I'm trying right. to get women to understand how important money is because you know you're you're actually taught in a lot of Homes that money doesn't matter. It is not important. Right. No, the love of money is right. not important. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. That's true. Very true. Yeah, absolutely. But absolutely. Money is very important. Money management, mega money management. And the reason why I had the gorilla budgeting is because we live in a country where mm-hmm. I don't care how much money you make, it costs more to live than people make on the average. And I say mm-hmm. I don't care because what happens is you keep getting taunted. When you make more money, it's to spend more. Oh, if you buy a bigger house, you can get a better tax deduction. If you buy a car, another car for your business, you can get a tax So they just keep getting deeper and deeper to debt, and, and they don't know when to say when. And so my gorilla budgeting lets people know when to say when and what to include in that budget. Right. There's right. a lot of Absolutely. things people don't even think about. Absolutely. Like I tell people, Absolutely. Do you put do you have a savings account in your budget? Huh? What? What are you talking about? The first year I included a savings account in my budget, I went from zero to twenty thousand dollars. Wow. And wow. I didn't think I was a dentist. I I was like, Oh, I gotta buy this for my practice, that for my practice I I just I I have to um, get another car. You know, it was always something. So I said, forget. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to put a payment in my budget that is a force payment, just like a bill, and I'm calling it. Right. It will go to my savings. Right. And then if you have it auto- automatically deducted, that's just better. Mhm. Mhm. Absolutely. And, and just to go back to what you were saying, and it made me think of a conversation I actually um, had uh, when you were talking about women who are married or people or women who are either divorced, um, who, and I just had this conversation um, not that long ago with the, with an older woman who uh, she was married for, I believe, well over 30 years, and so she ended up getting a divorce. And she talked about when the day that they got divorced, she had no idea about the money. She she didn't even know account you know account numbers. She had no idea where the money was. Wow. And so she had to basically you know teach herself how to balance a checkbook, how to you know create a budget because she said her husband handled everything. And so and I thought like wow you know you're in a, you're in a marriage for well over thirty years and you have no idea where your money is going, what's coming in or anything. And so Lois, with that. Uh, what do you suggest? Because I know this is uh, we're also embarking on a uh, wedding season, so we got a lot of people getting right. ready to get married <laughs> and, and tie the knot. 
So uh, without the, you know, wedding, that's a, that's a budget in itself. But when you're getting ready to get married, when you're in the process, even before you say I do, what kind of conversations should we be having with our potential mate on, you know, who's, you know how we're going to share the budgeting schedule or, you know, just knowing the ins and the outs um, of the income that's coming in the home? Well, um, unfortunately, marriage is not just about love. You know, right. in our culture, right. we have to. Marriage is a contract, and right. that sign. And a lot of people don't understand that until they get divorced. <laughs> like, right. You're right. You're right. Strangers yeah. called attorneys running my life for me, ruining my <laughs> life financially and. You know, you have to understand those sorts of things. So there are right. some people who actually get married and divorce, and they can they understand that, and they can divvy up everything like sensible people and uh, handle their own divorce and right. save quite a bit of money. But then there are those who don't ever think it's going to happen, and one mm-hmm, person doesn't mm-hmm. work, or and then the other one won't work, and then they start finding out as they're when they're married that one person is really selfish or one person is really lazy. Right. So they end up getting divorced over things like that. I mean, it, it, you know, it snowballs into greater things. But the, the, the big takeaway from this is that it's extremely important for people to mm-hmm. manage their money together. Right. And you can have your own checking account. You can your husband can have his own checking account, and you have your own check your checking account together. When I got married, my sister told my mother, "Lois, she's not even on her husband's checking account because I had my own checking account, and um, sometimes family members borrow money, and so I would just write right. a check out of my account." And I, I right. that was good for our marriage because my husband wouldn't say, "Why are you doing that? Why are you?" I'm like, "Okay, this is my <laughs> money that I have set aside. I could buy shoes with it, or I could give it to my sister who needs to buy something." She said, "You know." And so, um, right that way, we don't. I, I, you know, I don't know what he buys with his money that he puts aside. He doesn't know what I with our extra money because you can't save all right. your money. You gotta, you you, right. you put that into the budget to spend, you know, some money. And um, so, but you have to put your money together, uh, uh, quite a bit of it, and you have to um, create a budget together, a a gorilla budget, uh, pay bills together. It's a part of a good marriage. You know, there's good marriages, bad marriages, and marriages that just sort of kind of exist as Mm non-marriages. Well, that's a part of a good marriage. And um, people don't understand that they're responsible for each other financially. I just had a, a young girl right. who I was counseling, and she said, you know, I'm, I don't know what to do. I didn't know my husband had all these credit cards. I don't, she goes, I don't spend a lot of money, but my husband had all these credit cards, and he was, you know, he thinks he has to have a new outfit for church every Sunday. <laughs> you know, he had to walk with him out then, right? And she asked him. Why were you uh, putting all that, all those shoes and, and suits on? <laughs> he said, "Well, you know, I don't know what happened to me. I just got carried away." So, oh goodness! I know isn't that funny? It's uh, set up a budget. So <laughs> I said, "No, I says if, if something were to happen to your husband, you can't just let those bills go. You have to pay them off." I mean, in the unfortunate scenario of where he might. You know, get he might die young. You have to pay off those bills, so you have to be involved. Right, he, right. He has to be involved with you because you are responsible for each other. Absolutely. I mean, if, you know, it's, it's like it's like well, my it's okay for my husband not to have car insurance, but I have my car insurance. No, you both need to have car insurance because your right. whole estate can be sued if one doesn't have car insurance. You Absolutely. are responsible for each other. And so um, not only uh, does it make for good uh, marital relationships, <laughs> good emotional relationships, getting along together, right. a good friendship, but it makes sense financially and to avoid Absolutely. disasters and, and not having to Absolutely. sit down and figure out how am I going to – and the same thing with men. Some, you know, it's, 
people who usually hide the the shoes and the clothes are women, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, the shoes and the handbags. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Most women are probably guilty. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Because um, you just don't want to hear. Well, when did you buy that, or why did you buy that, or you know, don't worry about uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. But um, yep. a, a lot of men do it. And they do it op- more open because they figure, well, you know, I'm a man. No one's gonna say anything to me. But mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. important to keep a strong marriage. Keep a strong relationship. You keep strong finances as you have to work together and keep your debts low. When they get out of hand, work to pay them off. Uh, get your savings accounts. Uh, I just uh, talked to a guy today, as a matter of fact. He um, contacted me and wanted me to help him set up a he, – he, he has a simple business, but he makes a lot of money, and he didn't realize mm-hmm. – that he wasn't uh, using it right until his accountant told him. So he contacted me to um, set up a, a retirement account because I told him, you know, that's a savings in there because right. uh, you're you're not putting money into that your retirement account. You're losing money because it, you have a write-off, a tax deduction, and tax write-off. And so mm-hmm. um, we got on the phone and I showed him how to set it up, but. Um, uh, marriage is uh, <clears throat> my my nephew got married, and I mm-hmm. sent him uh, my my old print book. I sent one for him and one for his wife, and um, I put some money in there. And I said this money will only go so far. It's what the knowledge in this in my book for you guys is unlimited, and I want you to make sure you work together. He said I will take that to heart. <laughs> that made me feel like <laughs> <laughs> <He> listened. <laughs> You have a long and good marriage if you work together with everything, especially a budget. And I said, you help her in the home. Go ahead. And I find that it's good to to know what kind of spending habits your mate has. Has you know, I found out in the past of of having women on the show who talked like this one lady talked about how her husband, you know, he he loved to gamble. You know, he had a he, he no. loved to gamble, and so that was one of the things that you know created an issue, you know, for them in their marriage because she didn't find out, you know, of course, till later on that he was into heavy, heavy gambling. But, you know, when, when things like that come about, it, that can definitely take a turmoil, you know, on a financial situation and a marriage too. Well, gambling is one thing that leads to financial ruin. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's why mm-hmm. I tell people, okay, you have the dating period. Some right, people you can, right. Some people you can tell, you know, what – Yep kind of what they're like as soon as you meet them, you know, the way right. their demeanor, mm-hmm. uh, the way they act, uh, if they're rude, uh, if they say, well, uh, we're we're going in your car because I'm not wasting my gas. <laughs> I'm not wasting my gas. Oh, I've had plenty of those, especially in college. Right. That's, well, that's a sign, okay? That's a sign that he may be really, really, really cheap. But women get these signs, okay, that's the first date. But then the the, the first date, uh, you know, well, who's going to pay, me or you? That's a sign that right. he, may, <laughs> he may not be <laughs> somebody you want to go any further than the first date. But women go, okay, uh, all right, uh, maybe he's just having a bad night. Okay, I'll pay, I'll pay. And so then it goes into the third and fourth date. And they have a hard time getting rid of him because he's so used to them <laughs> pulling their money out. He's like, I can't afford this guy. <laughs> and so, but the okay, so then the bad part is when they get engaged. Okay, he's you know he's right. he's a really he's he's so cute and you know he he's he's really nice. He, I mean, most of the time, I'm mean, sometimes he's really rude and he won't pay. And but I I know he's a nice person and. Mm-hmm. um so they get engaged, and that's the time where you really get deep, and you mm-hmm. should sit down and pull out each other's credit reports. Well, now you go online and you can um, go right to the credit agencies, a major credit agency, and and you can pull up your credit report together. And you need to look at each other's credit report. You need to talk about the credit. Report. Great idea. Yeah. And he won't let you Absolutely. see his credit report. I'm sorry, but it's all all bets are off. <laughs> 
because Absolutely. what are you hiding? Absolutely. <laughs> so, my my first uh, print book, I put that in there that I my husband I had to see his credit report before we got married. <laughs> He's like, no, no, everybody knows. <laughs> I showed you my credit. I know you're a good person. They know you're a good person. But um, right. I was out of debt when I got married, and I saved plenty of money, and I had a good retirement account. And so uh, I wasn't going to get any surprises. See, she said she got a surprise. And you know what? I don't believe her. Either, right. either it was not really a surprise. She ignored some gambling he was doing or she got married to him in two weeks. I mean, see, a gambler, he can't, he's going to spend time, he's going to have unaccounted for time if he's not telling you or showing you that he's gambling. So that right there tells right. you there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. But usually mm-hmm. they're going to go gamble sometime. And if somebody get, wants to gamble uh, a little bit too much, um I mean, gambling is not, not something you do on a regular basis because you're just wasting right. money. I mean, it's just it's <laughs> like <much>. buying drugs. <laughs> yes, like, yes, pretty you much. Know, <laughs> it's like buying uh, uh, three yep. cases of beer. Uh, uh, I mean, I've had Only lasts me, for a limited time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. So, and and the ha- it's, it's an addiction. It's a bad habit. It get, if you do it too often, it can get to be an addiction. Of course, you have to have an addictive mm-hmm. personality, but... Still, um, it's. I mean, I've heard of people. Um, I mean, I actually know a, a case. A lady uh, told me her neighbor gambled away two houses, but guess what her gambling habit was? Mm. Bingo. She played wow. bingo when she was married, and then when she got divorced. So he, he kind of kept it under wraps because she could go like once a month, once every two months. Mm-hmm. But then when she mm-hmm. when she got, um, her husband died, I'm sorry, he didn't, he, she didn't get divorced. Then she started going, like, all the time and started taking loans against her house to play a bingo. That's why uh, gambling addictions are so uh, important to recognize early. You know, it's mm-hmm. like not getting treated for cancer. You know, you got stage one, you better get treated. And I'm saying this because my husband's a cancer specialist, <laughs> so I know people got to mm-hmm. get treated early if right. you want to have a, a increase your chances, increased chance of, of survival. And so, um, but, I mean, maybe I, I'm, I don't live near a gambling area anymore, but I used to live within five hours of Las Vegas, and I think I went um, – uh, I think I went to Las Vegas maybe once every five years, and one was mm-hmm. for uh, a dental conference. And I mean, it's not it's just it's just not somewhere me and my friends decided we would want to go because we weren't going to get right. into that uh, gambling scenario. Where and and one time we took some women with us, and they spent all the money they had, and they they put all the they they spent up their credit cards mm. and. So and then they got they were really happy when they're gambling and when they ran out of money they were really angry and depressed and so um it it can get way out of hand just way out of hand Absolutely. but but Absolutely. I'm just trying to get women to understand that you got to you got to spend enough time with somebody in enough different mm-hmm. situations to get to know their deep dark secrets okay right if you didn't get to know their deep dark if you say well I didn't know this and I didn't know that <laughs> you either were not paying attention Right. Or you just didn't spend enough time with them. You know, you thought you could make it all better later on, but mm-hmm. and and then uh, the, the second arm of of my money trio is saying savings. And okay. saying savings it's just like a, a, sounds like a very simple term. But as far as I'm concerned, if you have no savings, I don't care how much money you make, you have no money. Mm-hmm. Okay, because nobody is gonna some at some point you're gonna need to, to go into a savings account. And unfortunately, people I don't care how much money they make, they have a tendency to go into other people's savings accounts. 
<laughs> Absolutely. And I'll just Sorry, get ready to say that. Oftentimes you, you have people who have money in their pocket, but that doesn't stop them from asking someone else for money. Right. Or they have high incomes and their their mm-hmm. bills are in such excess of what they make that um, they don't have enough money to make all their bills every month. And then when they get into uh, a little financial disaster and they need money right away, they can't even go to a credit card, much less a savings account, which is the only thing I I recommend credit cards for, to be used sparingly. But um, a lot of people who make a lot of money are still one check away from bankruptcy because of their... That they don't get involved in guerrilla budgeting. They don't have any savings. Uh, they should have. Once you start getting into the eighty, ninety, hundred thousand dollar range, you should have at least mm-hmm. three or four savings accounts. And you should wow. excessively. I mean, I I just schooled a lady who I got her to start saving. She was so scared to save money that I told her, "You get a big jar." <laughs> <laughs> and start putting $5 every time you come home, every day, every other day, put a dollar in the jar. I want you to put $5 mm-hmm. a week. Well, mate, what about three? So anyway, now she has, she's up to $70 she cost me. <laughs> so that will give her, once she gets $200, I'll put that in a passbook savings account. You know, and, and everybody's right. always waiting for, well, I gotta get a lot of interest. No, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. tell people to start with the coins. You know, I have a, I, you know, I make a lot of money now. My husband makes a lot of mm-hmm. money, but we still have a big. We have three big bases that we put coins in, and right. when we empty those, we get about three hundred dollars. So mm-hmm. we know when those are full that we have at least. <laughs> if we lose everything, we have at least three hundred dollars of coins. <laughs> and. <laughs> And then we, so I tell people to start with the coins and then start, get get a base and put dollars in it. And that you can start a passive mm-hmm. savings. Forget about the interest. It doesn't matter what the interest is at this point. You just want to put some money in the bank. You just want mm-hmm. some savings. And you want to get. And we do have it. a, we do have a question uh, from a listener, um, Karen from Ohio. She wants to know, um, is there a certain amount of credit cards you should have? You know, you have some people who they have one, just one credit card that they may use in case of an emergency or whatnot. And then you have some people who open up their wallet, they have 10 credit cards. So right. how many credit cards do you recommend, if any at all? Well, um, you do have to have a credit card to rent a car and mm-hmm. to reserve a hotel. And some mm-hmm. people will say, oh, no, no, you can put a big deposit down. But, okay, don't kid yourself. Some will not allow <laughs> the big deposit. They want the credit card to secure it. And I was in line, as a matter of fact, some a couple uh, traveling a lot for my conferences, a couple, were, they were in back of me, and they had one, well, they were in front of me, and they had to get in back of me, because they had one, a radio show had given them this trip. And it included a rental car. I was getting my rental car, and the the guy says, well, you know, you have to have a credit card. And they said, we don't have a credit card. And he says, you have to have a credit card. And they said, but but we're, they flew us here, and we don't have a credit card. I mean, I can't imagine <laughs> flying someplace and not having one credit card. Okay. And so right. um, they got in back at me, and he said, well, we'll try to figure something out. I don't know what I can figure out, though. But those mm-hmm. are the two things. Having 10 credit cards, you're fooling yourself. You don't need 10 credit cards. You are spending mm-hmm. excessively. Mm-hmm. Two okay. credit cards is all you need that have a good interest rate. Some people use credit cards for the um, rewards points, and you can get some right. very good right. rewards points. But it does not work if you run a balance and pay the interest mm-hmm. every month. Because the interest is going to be paying your rewards and somebody else's rewards, so it doesn't it, right. it doesn't make any it, 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 you, you're no longer getting any free rewards. You're paying for those because they charge you a higher interest if you're in the rewards pro- program. So you need to pay off the credit Absolutely. cards every month, and you need to get into the habit of paying off credit cards every month. 
Every now and then, Absolutely. you'll have, uh, while you're trying to move up the ladder, you'll have a blunder where you will, uh, where you will um, have to go for three months, but that's the highest you, could, you should go for three months. You know, you're going to mm-hmm. have to cut back mm-hmm. on everything and get those credit cards paid down, get them paid off. The minimum payment is the absolute worst thing you can do because those are amortized over like 20 years or something. I mean, it's just ridiculous. You never want right. to pay the minimum payment on a credit card, but optimally you want to pay them off every month. I have a couple of credit mm-hmm. cards. I pay them every month. As a matter of fact, as soon as I get the bill, I pay them. I don't even wait. <laughs> you just get them out of the way. I don't want to worry about them. And so yeah, uh, I don't want to misplace one <laughs> and and pay even a dime of interest. Absolutely. But, so you don't need a lot of credit cards. Um, I've seen okay. people, like I said, with 20 credit cards and just a horrible amount of credit. These kids go to college mm-hmm. and um, oh, yes. up until 85, we, we know that um, college and, and universities were well subsidized. They are no longer uh, well subsidized. They're... Um, Lenders are getting rich on the backs of, of college students, the un, unknowing college students, and it's just sad. Mm-hmm. But what happens is they'll they'll run out of student loan money, which is a tragedy to have them in the first place, and then they'll go to credit cards, and their credit cards mm-hmm. have very high interest rates, 23%, 24%. So not only do they have the, the student loans that are just way in excess of what they could afford to pay, because it may be two or three years before they even get a, a decent job, at they but then they have the credit cards, and um, <clears throat> so with um, answering her question, no, um, you only need a couple of credit cards, and you need to learn, you need to be disciplined with those credit cards, and you don't base your purchases on credit cards. You save thing, save up money to buy major purchases. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, what we're going to do is going to take a little break, and we're going to come back because we do have some more questions from a couple people um, about investing. Uh, so, you guys, we're going to come back with more uh, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2. And Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his works available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. Hey everyone, it's me, Lisa, from the Conversations with Trent show, featuring, you guessed it, me. Be sure to tune in Friday nights, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, as we strive to guide you to greater authentic living right here on your radio network, YRN Welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And, of course, this evening, you guys, we are beefing up our financial um, and um, finances um, information this evening, you guys. And so hopefully you guys have been out there taking notes. Um, Of course, we have more questions from listeners out here, you guys. And we are joined um, by Lois C. Shabazz, you guys, tonight. And so, um, Lois, 
Um, we had a couple questions about investing. Let's mm-hmm. see here. Donna from Atlanta uh, wants to know, um, a lot of people are often wanting others to invest in their business or brand or product. How do we know if we should actually be investing in these business? So what kind of research? If we have a good friend who says, you know, hey, I'm I'm opening up, you know, a restaurant or I got this product I want to sell and they're looking for investors, how do we know that that's a good move for us to invest? Well, um, let me give you a little background first. Uh, okay. Uh, my, my, the third wing of my money trio is investing insights. Okay, and wonderful. You can invest, and and what I talk about in my investing insights is you. There's there's a hierarchy where you start investing. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can invest. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of online uh, investment companies. And then there's the investment advisors, investment brokers. They get paid a large um, broker's fee to invest for you, or you could just go to an online investor. You could go through a slight learning curve and learn something about uh, simple investments like mutual funds. Um, you should definitely be in your, your workplace uh, investing uh, retirement. Uh, some people never invest in their workplace retirement, uh, mm-hmm. and you should – or, and you can also get a, a retirement on your own, even if you have a workplace, an IRA. But and then savings, I have I have more money in, invested in savings than I'd even do in my retirement because I started early with my investment accounts. And, and I use an online broker. There's a lot of research. Uh, there's a slight learning curve. I have a lot of information on my website and uh, my ebook about um, 47 ways to invest. And um, I talk about investing. Uh, and just general investing in, in simple mutual funds, you can make quite a bit of money. I mean, I, I've, I've quintupled some money since I started investing in just mutual funds, okay, because there was no – they were very low risk and almost uh, no fees or charges were, were very low. I didn't have gas. Uh, I didn't have um, uh, to spend a lot of time on them. Uh, I didn't have to uh, – the cost of a business uh, – and so um, the money, uh, it compounds, it adds up. So that's the first thing people should look at when they start talking about investing. First, they should go to their work uh, investments, their their 401K, especially if it's matched. But if it's not matched, you still invest in it. Your 403B thrift mm-hmm. account, you go and invest in that. Then you uh, get a savings investment account. Or if you're a small business, you make sure you have an IRA investment. And then uh, – the money that you use, a lot of people have asked my husband and I to invest in a business. Uh, yes, we go and listen, but the red flags are all there. I mean, mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. people that give me little, almost no information and ask for $100,000. <laughs> Do you right, realize right. how much money that is? Do you right. realize that I'm not into waste? Do you realize right. that you have to have all your 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 um you have to cross all your your T's and dot your I's to get dot your that eyes. type of money? Yeah. yeah. And um yeah. you know, how do I know what type of insurances you have? How do I know uh, what you've done in the past? How do I know I mean there has to be at least fifty questions that they can ask deeply, personally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. succinctly. And I can't even get the first two questions asked. So the highest risk investment you can do is with a friend or a family member that says, come and invest with me in my beauty okay. shop, my barber shop, my restaurant. I'm going to restore this building. Lots of people have falling outs over that, more often than not. It, there's, there's just so much that you have to know. It's a very high-risk adventure. I Absolutely. don't recommend doing it because if that person that's asking you to invest had good A1 credit, over, over 800 credit score like I do, if they had money saved like I do, they could go to the bank, and the bank would be like all over them trying to give them money. You know, it, it, they should get money in two weeks from the bank. But 
people go around asking people to give them money because they they haven't saved up money. They don't right. have good credit scores, but they want you to take a risk with them. What happens if they die in the middle of the project? I don't mean to sound morbid, but right, right, but know? it's very realistic have, yeah, though. Yeah, but absolutely. you have to be. Yeah, you have to be realistic about everything if you want yeah. to protect your money, your assets, Absolutely. your home. I got a home built out in the country. We have a 100-acre farm out there. It's our weekend house. And um, the contractor got mad because I was coming out there a lot. I said, look, <laughs> this is my home, it's my money, and it's my investment. Okay, when you front that money to me, you can get mad. But, no, you ain't getting mad at me and my money. Right. Yeah, you protect right. yourself. You protect your money. You watch right. what people are doing. And, see, the, the the minute you release your money to somebody else, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I have, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you, one family member I did at one time invest in a business, even signed a mm-hmm. lease, and, um, they stopped talking to me. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like, I'm like, wow. I thought we were partners. <laughs> I thought we were partners. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So um, my husband said, well, we learned a lot from that, didn't we? I said, yes, we did. Ab- but at absolutely. least it was a close family member, okay? Mm-hmm. And so I mm-hmm. said, okay. And they did well for a while. I mean, there's some. There were some unforeseen things that they eventually. But you know, I was never uh, paid out, and and uh, fortunately, it was money that, you know, I could afford to lose, and um, right. the lease was paid. She did pay the lease, but um, it's not a good idea. Um, mm-hmm. I, I listened mm-hmm. to this very wealthy man. He went from in his lifetime from nothing to a lot of money. And they said, what is your basic philosophy? He said, I don't loan no money, and I don't borrow no money. And they're like, huh, what? <laughs> he said, I got started from nobody else, from nobody. You know, I got started by saving up my money. If I needed something, i go talk to the bank. So when people right. come to me, they said, even your son, you have a son? He said, I paid for his college. That was my obligation. I, I paid for him a car to get to college, and I paid for his college. And um, so he's a very he, – he, he thanks me for it because he's a strong person because he knows the value of money, the value of a dollar. He knows how to make money. He knows – he knew how to struggle. He didn't have this rich right. dad who just threw everything at him. But – and so um, with that said uh, – it, on, on a scale of 1 to 100, if I had to assign risk to helping uh, these people that come to you with their investment uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> needs, <laughs> uh, on 1 to 100, I would say it was a 99. Okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And, of course, you mentioned as well the, the, the part about um, so many of us uh, knowing the importance um, of having a savings and so forth. And so uh, well, one of the things I did want to ask you is when it comes to people's relationship with money, you know, and I talked about it earlier in the show about how some people, you know, they 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 look at money, okay, I make money, I invest it where I want to and so forth. But then you have some people who just have a awful relationship with money. Meaning you might have that person who's always, like you said, they're always broke. They don't have any money. Um, How can people create or is there a such thing as creating a better relationship with money? Because like you said, people have thought the process like, well, you don't need money, but it's the idea of what we do with the money that we have. So how can people have a better relationship with money overall? Well, well, that's that's how people, um, too many people, especially poor people, <laughs> poor people yeah. are raised with, um, you know, money is the root of all evil, and if you get money, that right, means you're right. going to get rich, and no, it doesn't mean you're going right. to get rich, and no, money right. is not the root of all evil. Uh, my my saying is that the lack of money is the root of all misery. Okay, <laughs> because. Uh, Sleeping on the sidewalk is a real miserable endeavor. And those people 
uh, most people who sleep on the sidewalks, homeless people, they don't have any money. I know people go, oh, they're on drugs, they're on alcohol, but they don't have any money, okay? And so um, there are a lot of things you can do. Okay, you have to, you have to, it, it's almost like when you're a really big money spender, it's it's almost like being a, a low-bottom alcoholic or a big-time gambler. You have to decide, look, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of being like this. I'm sick of living like this. And so you start with things like my website, MsFinancialSavvy.com. Okay, for it, I have lots of uh, tools. I have lots of information uh, that can help you get started to understand uh, the importance of um, paying off, getting out of debt, paying off your bills, getting your credit score. Um, I tell people uh, every, everyone can get their own credit score up, okay, by just uh, stop spending, uh, put away the credit cards, uh, saving money, um, Sometimes um, they don't have a credit card. They have to get a secure credit card and um, pay, pay off their bills, pay down their bills. Um, there, there are lots of things you can do. But um, my website, again, is Ms. Financial Savvy, M-S-F-I-N-A-N-C-I-A-L-S-A-V-V-Y.com. And then I also have a private uh, Facebook group for um, – where I talk about money and investing, um, and it's a Women Investors Chat Stop. So you can just type that in, and you can join my private Facebook group, Women Investors Chat Stop. And you can ask me all kinds Wonderful. of sorts of questions there. And um, but but you just you have to make you you have to to decide that you're getting sick and tired of being sick and tired, and then you start absolutely. Um, you start uh, reading like things like my website and my eBooks and um, Mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. I have some free things that you can download right on my front page, some free workshops, work, worksheets, uh, my debt-free book. Um, I have a, um, a portion, I have a cheat, debt-free cheat sheet on there that um, uh, you can download for free. But um, you have to do a lot of work, and then it, and, and that's when you, you sit down. Uh, I even have a budget planner on my that you can get in and um, – use that to start uh, planning a budget and helping you get out of debt. But um, you have to decide to start my money trio and to get into the money trio, to live into the money trio. It's not budgeting that you need to do. It's gorilla budgeting. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. It's not saving money. It's same saving. You know, starting with your coins. Start with your dollar jar. Then start with the passbook savings account. And then you start studying uh, the investment uh, banking accounts. I have a whole, uh, all kinds of information on my in in my um, Live Rich Save Money 47 Ways to Invest. Uh, my Amazon ebook on um, exactly all the different investment banks and how to get money, um, how to start an investment account and and mutual funds. Of course, I don't uh, recommend anything to anybody because I'm not a registered investment advisor, although I've had a license. But you can look at. <laughs> Most of the mutual fund companies have a 500 index mutual fund, what they call an index mutual fund. And it it indexes, it has 500 of the best companies. That's a lot of companies within that mutual fund. So it's relatively uh, safe. And then the equity income funds where uh, they have bonds and mutual and stocks and they go back and forth. And those, there are a lot of them are are relatively safe or dividend Mm -hmm. uh, income uh, mutual funds. You know, those things are for, you know, are good for a low risk for people who haven't been involved before. But um, you have to make your, make, you just, you start small. You don't start, try to start Absolutely. big. Uh, you take those credit right. cards and um, uh, when you, if you have 10 or 15 credit cards, you know, you keep two with the best interest rate and uh, you take your others and you, um, you would take a, you know, you, you want to photograph them. You call your credit card company and tell them to close the account <laughs> and uh, make sure <laughs> of the ones that the others. So, you know, because that, you're, you're just playing games with yourself when you have that many credit Absolutely. cards and you're not paying them Absolutely. off every month. You're running balances. Absolutely. Your, your, life, Absolutely. Your, your life is spiraling out of control, <laughs> out of financial <Yep>. control. <laughs> and it's Absolutely. because of you, okay, nobody else. Absolutely. But that's how you start it. You you have to make that conscious decision that I do not want to be financially miserable because that's what it is. 
Um, I've had a few very high-income people come to me, and they had unbelievable debt. They want to retire mm-hmm. in five years. I'm like, well, you might have to put it off for a few more years. But because um, <laughs> people think that, you know, I'll, um, you know, as soon as I make more money, you know, things will get better. And, but I have uh, news for them. You know, when you get into the $500,000 million range, you know, it can get uh, much worse. I always tell uh, people the story about LL Cool J. I mean, he's such a sweet guy. I know someone who knew him. And I was, so I, I pay attention to him on TV. And uh, he um, was talking about a scenario where um, a lady was really kind of afraid of him because he was in the elevator with her. And so he, she was pulling away and grabbing onto her purse real tight. And he's like, oh, lady, I got more money than than you could ever think of. And um, then he, he bought his, his, um, he bought his his wife a, a a great big, huge ugly diamond ring, <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> and he mm-hmm. took it to her and she said, "What am I gonna do with this? <laughs> Why did you buy?" And he said, "Because every time he go to his advisors, they he said, can I buy this? Can I buy that?' And they'd rub their fingers together like you got so much moolah you don't have to work." Well, then one day a light bulb went off. He said, "Wait a minute, I'm making millions and I have we have no money in the bank. I mean, mm. is that crazy?" And so. He fired everybody, and he started studying <laughs> money, <laughs> saving, investing, and then he yeah. hired people. And he says, That's now amazing. I know what a stocks, mutual funds, bonds, and he said, I got accounts for the lowest. <laughs> I said, you know, he made that conscious decision. That light bulb went off, right. and he decided, you know, because, and that's what happens to a lot of these young guys that, young girls, young guys, people in the industry that make a lot of money, they're they're taken advantage of. They're not given the advice mm-hmm. they should be given right. because people around them are not making what they're making, and so they're thinking, well, you know, you don't have nothing to worry about. But, you know, that money can stop any minute. Absolutely. You know, you could be Absolutely. at the top. So I hope that helps. Absolutely does. Absolutely. And I know that everybody has learned so much uh, this evening. I know I definitely have. I've definitely uh, taken my notes um, on some things, and I'm definitely going to take advantage of that budget uh, planner that you offer uh, as well, uh, because it's something, you know, something that has to be done. And and like you said, if we have the, you know, we have the resources out here uh, to make things better for us, why not take advantage of them? So uh, I I definitely want to thank you so much for, you know, helping us, helping us as women uh, to be enlightened about the things that we need to be knowledgeable about so that, you know, if we are mothers, we can pass those things on to our daughters and so forth. And uh, just being able to share, you know, your information uh, with the many out here who are listening and those who, um, you know, um, need that help and that boost <clears throat> to know what they need to do because everybody, you know, isn't given the, the guidance and support on what they need to do when it comes to this thing called life. So I definitely appreciate you coming on here this evening and, and sharing all of this great information with us. Well, thank you very much. I I appreciate you inviting me to Absolutely. the Butterfly the butterfly. <laughs> Can't remember that. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, the beautiful butterfly show. The, the beautiful, beautiful butterfly, butterfly show. show. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of bees and flies going on in there, so right, it's okay. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, like Ms. Financial Savvy, people always ask me. <laughs> the beautiful butterfly show. Absolutely. A link to this will be on my Women Investors chat stop, too. Wonderful. And so once again, tell the folks, um, give the folks your website and um, where they can go to join um, that um, chat on Facebook as well. <laughs> uh, my website is Ms. MS Financial Savvy. It's one word, and that's with two Vs, dot com. And uh, I have uh, a private uh, Facebook group for um, people. Uh, you can ask your questions about investing, money, uh, learning, uh, savings, guerrilla budgeting, and it's Women Investors, W-O-M-E-N-V-E-S-T-O-R-S, chat stop. And that's one word. At, uh, you can type it in the top of uh, Facebook, and you'll see it. 
um, Facebook uh, slash groups backslash women besters chat stop and click join and I'll hook you up. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, we definitely appreciate you you once again coming on here and enlightening us, and uh, we'll have to get you back on here again soon to share some more great information um, with us, and uh, I hope you have a, a great rest of your evening. You too. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you. Take care. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. All right, you guys, that was Miss Financial Savvy, uh, Lois C. Shabash, you guys, money strategist, um, and she is uh, willing to help you guys uh, properly manage your money, um, you know, taking that um, small amount every week and building it up to something spectacular, as well as helping you um, get your budget going and all those great things. So make sure you guys go to her website, uh, Miss Financial Savvy dot com and take advantage um of the free um uh, PDF she has where you can download to create your own budget uh format. She uh instructs you on how to do that as well as take advantage of her ebooks as well, you guys. So we're gonna take a little break you guys and I'm gonna tell you what's coming up this Thursday on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. The Beautiful Butterfly Show would like to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf of the Vibration Radio Network. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. And, of course, we want to thank you guys for tuning into our broadcast this evening, you guys. Um, once again, thank you to Miss Financial Savvy herself for coming on here and enlightening us and giving us such informative information on how to get financially ready, you guys. And so um, coming up this Thursday, you guys, um, at 7 p.m., we're doing a special show at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We got poet Martin Ryder's um, Pound in the building, you guys, and he's going to be doing his poetry album release party with us. Um, and his album is entitled 1111, um, Elements of Me. So he's going to be joining us this Thursday. So if you enjoy poetry, um, if you enjoy um, spoken word, uh, this is the place for you to come and join us, uh, taking place this Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And coming up next Tuesday, we got Deborah Rose and Sharon uh, Monier. They're going to be coming on. And they're going to be talking um, about their books, The Shadows in My Eyes, which is a phenomenal read, you guys. So you're going to want to be here for that. That's going on next Tuesday, May. Can you guys believe we're already heading into May? So that's May 2nd at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you guys. And so... uh, Hope you guys enjoyed the show this evening. Hope that it was very informative for you guys. As always, we always appreciate you supporting the network as well as the beautiful Butterfly Radio Show. So with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. Um, But I hope you guys have a dynamic and fantastic rest of your evening, and I'll see you Thursday.